This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, episode 117. I'm one of your hosts, Ray Ray. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm crazy. (laughs) I was like, wow, she's really lost it today. (laughs) And I'm your other host, Breezy, also known as Ray Ray. Yeah, we're just, you know, become one. I feel like that is kind of what happened with both of the conference finals. Like we thought we were one person and then we turned into somebody else. <laughs> like yeah. we thought the Rangers could take on the lightning with a two no lead of the series. And then, well, uh, you know, <laughs> this entire playoff uh, run from round one to right now, I feel like uh, I've been in a very delusional state. Apparently, I'm like, is something actually wrong with me? Like, how can I be so wrong all the time? So I feel like I need to make an invention that like just like sticks on me at all times. And whenever I say something stupid, it like blurts out, like take that back or something. Cause I'm just like, what is happening? Like a, like a dog bark collar kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of snaps me out of it. So I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is crazy. So now I'm like, cool. I still have some money on the line going for this final, but now I'm like, what do I say? I want to say this, but should I say this? What do you do? Well, what are you, who are you picking? Are you I don't picking, know. Okay, well, just in case anybody missed the damn memo, we've got the defend two time back-to-back Stanley cup winning Tampa Bay lightning taking on the Colorado avalanche in the Stanley cup final. Who is filling in the blank on your line? I have to sneeze, but go ahead. I I honestly have no idea. I was just kind of wait to see what we talk about in this episode, and maybe it'll help make up my mind. I I don't know. All the way. I'm on the like Tampa all the way. Tampa easily can take it, but I freaking hate one person on that team, and I'm like, I can't stand to see this person go all the way. But then I'm like, Corey Perry or Pat Maroon. Corey Perry, come on. It's like <laughs> this guy, he's been on the same, t- he's been on three teams that have been, have made it to the Stanley Cup final, right? Yep. And has never won. Or this might be the third. I this might have read the step. I think, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I mean, he won with the Ducks in 2008. Good for him. Uh, but no, no like I- he's already got a cup. Like people are acting like he doesn't have a cup. Yeah. But my thing is, okay. I've always said this, that I want, I, I like when new teams are able to come in and win. And so Tampa's won it two times back to back, right? They're going to go probably, they're going for a third. Um, they're just so good. But also I really want the Avalanche to win. Like, I feel like they can, but then you look at their goalie situations and then mm-hmm. you go, you know, some injuries, Braden points coming back. So then it's like, oh, God, it's a teeter totter for me and my brain going with my head, going with my heart. Neither one of them had done me any good. 
So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I don't know yet. You know how, how I will feel if the apps win. And yes. so therefore I hope Tampa wins, but like as a Blackhawks fan, that's still very difficult for me to say, considering like there is a little bit of a rivalry from the years that the Blackhawks won the cup with the lightning. Uh -huh. So as much as I like dislike both the lightning and the Avs, I like the lightning more, less, more, a little more. You know what I mean? Not really, but like, I think it's pretty incredible what they've done. And I've said this here multiple yeah. weeks on the show, like what they've been able to do for three consecutive seasons, especially in the day and age of this cap salary, um, salary cap, hello, cap <laughs> salary. What is a cap salary? Uh, <laughs> you guys knew what I meant. And uh, so to be able to do that and like still lose a lot of the players that were instrumental in getting them the cups each season right. says a lot. And even with like, remember Stammer was out and like, yeah. you know, they've gone down with significant players injury, ha be having it, an injury and still come back. I am having a really hard time with words the last couple of days. So I hope you all understood what I just said. I am putting my money on the abs and I don't bet ever. So like, I hope yeah. that says a lot to you all. You're putting your money on the abs or you're putting your money on the lightning. Did I say the abs? I meant the you lightning. Said, said the abs. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we it's just, okay. my nephew cancel? just, texted me. my nephew just texted me the one I keep betting against. Right. Uh, yes. he was over yesterday. He couldn't come over. So he's coming over today. He just texted me. He's like, Hey, can I come over at, at noon? So I said, yeah. Cause you know, we're going to be done with this. And he goes, after all, I did just want another five bucks. Oh, I'm going to collect oh. his money. It's <laughs> <laughs> going to collect his money. It's okay. He's, he's a good kid. Yes. Or, uh, I think it was Friday night. He goes, well, I'm about to win another five bucks. I'm excited that I get to buy you dinner with it. And I'm like, that's so nice of you because you probably feel bad for me right now. Well, yeah, you but, can't even buy a gallon of gas for $5 for Christ's no. sake. Uh, I just found out last night up in Lake Tahoe, I guess it's $8 a gallon. <laughs> Pretty sick. It's, it's just ridiculous. Even yeah, more well, reason to never leave the house. Um, gosh, what was I going to say? Um, you know, I think the, the lightning, yes, everything that you just said, pretty incredible what they've been able to do they obviously have lost some players too you know contracts have ended and yada 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 uh that have helped them win over the past couple of years as well so they also have new players that have come in mm -hmm. um but their core has remained the same and like they're they're still you know trucking along but uh i don't know if you saw our buddy of the pod greg wolf he posted last night and he said that everyone in the arena basically came together at the same exact time last night, um, which I thought was kind of cool. And I think when you see or when you read or hear a perspective from someone that's at the game, at the arena or who works for the team, in this case, a Greg Wolf situation, Right, uh, he's the arena kind of, host for the Lightning. Yep. Right, it does kind of put things into perspective. And I'm a huge fan of Greg. He's an incredible guy. I think he's done great things for uh, I, I just the game of hockey for coming mm -hmm. from a Tampa standpoint. Um, so I root for, for Tampa for Greg. I'll, I'll say that, right? I think Greg has has given me enough to be like, okay, well, they're they're pretty sick. 
Um, but I do think that do the abs want it more than, than the lightning? I don't, what, I don't know. It, I, I'm stuck between a, a rock and our place right now, but I think, I think the abs can give the lightning a run for their money. Yeah. And I'm again, probably shouldn't even be talking because I don't know anything at this point in my life. Um, you don't know anything and I'm saying everything backwards. So yeah. Yeah. And guess what? We're going to get hated on even more on social media. <laughs> Whatever. Bring it on. I <laughs> yeah. could care less about those trolls. Yeah. Like really. Oh, uh, speaking of the lightning and the abs, I yep. want to talk about the superstition or tradition, depending on how you look at it, of right. touching the conference final cups that they get when they win that. Right. So the lightning touched the Prince of Wales trophy after winning. They did this the last two years as well. So it has been a good luck tradition for them. Mm-hmm. However, what I want to talk about <laughs> is the abs that was who so- were utterly confused. The look of terror on McKinnon's face, right? It was yeah. McKinnon. Um, Landis Gaga and McKinnon were like, no, it was McKinnon who was like this, like, oh no, do I t- touch it? Do we not touch it? Because I guess like there was debate on the team of whether or not they should or shouldn't. Yeah. And then like in the final photo, like a bunch of the guys are smiling and McKinnon is like, <laughs> oh no, oh no. <laughs> like, I don't know what I just did. I'm touching it. I don't know if I should have touched it. So they did. So they, they, the Avs did end up touching the Clarence and Campbell cup, which goes to the Western conference champion. Um, but there was a lot of confusion and I think there was like a mic'd up situation as well. Um, there was. Where, yeah. What was, what were they saying again? I went to go back and look at the clip and I couldn't they find were it. Like asking each other, like, Hey, are you going to touch it? Hey, are you going to touch it? And they're like, I don't know. Are you going to touch it? I don't know. And then he, uh, McKinnon looks at Joe Sackick and goes, are you, what do I do? Or he looked over and he goes, I think I'm going to touch it. And then I think Joe said, you couldn't hear him, but I think he said, I would touch it because when, when they won the cup, he touched it. So it, I mean, it goes back. They last time they won the cup was, wasn't it two thousand two i think a while it's been a while last 20 years how about that so yeah something like that so um yeah it was really funny you should watch the mic'd up video because it's it's chaotic it's like send it to me because i i like i remember seeing it but i was like oh i gotta put this on the list to talk about and like go back and rewatch it but basically that's what i got was like the confusion of like should we are we doing this are we doing that are we not doing it and then just the look of panic on mckinnon's face as he's touching the cup for the picture is like one of the funniest things so i mean maybe it's one of those where like he was like this for like, yeah. like the first layer of skin on like his finger was touching it, but he wasn't touching it. So like, if you do like a zoom in on it, is it going to be like a tiny bit of space? So you can be like, yeah, I touched it or yeah, I didn't touch it. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> where was the lack of, pl- like, there was clearly no lack of planning with this. Like, obviously the lightning when they decided the first year, who was it? Was it Hedman who touched it? 
I'm not sure. I, I don't I, remember. But either way, they were like, we want it. We earned it. We don't believe in this nonsense. We're touching right. it. Yeah. Um, I think that was them. Why do I feel like that was the Capitals with Ovi? I, you know, was that with Ovi? That's funny. When they I, won? Thought, I was like, wait a second. Wasn't that Ovi? <laughs> I think it was. Okay, whatever. Either way, the Lightning decided they were going to touch it. And they've clearly got like, we're going to do it again in the second year and the third year. But like the Avs, like where was the like lack of communication from Sackett before the game or like anything to the like there was clearly no conversation they were definitely just going like game by game and like this thought hadn't crossed their mind until it happened (laughs) no I was just gonna say I think that's where it comes down to what like what they've been saying is they take it game by game they have so much confidence in themselves they just want they don't want any distractions they just want to go and play the game at hand and they probably didn't talk about it because they wanted to make sure that they were in the moment of, we got to win this game, not, are we going to touch the, you know, what are we going to do if, you know, we win? So I think that also speaks volumes on the team and like their morale and like where their headspace was at that time, because, and even going into the cup final, I mean, you're in the cup final. Like, are you thinking about the Stanley cup? Obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably what the Lightning are thinking. Like, we're going to get the cup. Obviously, the Avalanche are thinking the same thing. But are they on two different, you know, wavelengths when it comes to, like, I can't wait to raise the cup or we have to win four games to get to what we want? The job isn't done until we win four games. Uh, And, again, that kind of mindset could make or break a team and or a player. So it could be exciting. It's going to be exciting, but I keep yeah. saying that. And so I'm just. The, ga- the game, uh, game one is Wednesday uh, airing on ABC. This is big. This is really big for the final to be on a, uh, you know, one of the original three broadcast channels on a huge stage. Again, I, I spent several minutes Googling who is going to be calling the game. Because. You guys know how I feel about the ESPN announcers. And I just don't want, like, they were doing it again last night in in game six. And I was, like, turning my brain, like, I'm turning red. Smoke's coming out of my ears. Like, there was four minutes left in the game. It was only 2-1. Yeah. Because they had an empty netter to make it three, right? Was it Uh... 3-1? Listen, I'm having a real hard time with stuff today. Numbers, names. I'm also, I had a couple of friends. Either way. And I was just very mad about everything playing out. They were down by one. (laughs) uh, The Rangers were only down by one at this point. And the announcers are talking like the game is over and that there's no way the Rangers are going to come back. And they don't call the game that's in front of them. They're just like reading statistics about how great the lightning have been and like i'm like what in the hell are you actually doing like why are you talking about what's happening on the ice in hockey the game isn't over with four and a half minutes if you're down by one like that's not how this game it it like really really aggravates me so i'm very concerned about who they're gonna let call these games 
I, I like want to talk to the executive producer and the producers and be like, you're doing this all wrong. And like, this is not what hockey fans want to listen to. I don't know what you think you're doing. Um, so hopefully they hear this message because they're going to screw it up for hockey fans and make it the most boring Stanley cup finals we ever hear on national television. Uh, if they don't figure this out and like, Again, it like it just it very it's very upsetting to me. Like it it's is. I am very protective of the things that I love and care about. And one of them is hockey, and I am very passionate. And it it just really upsets me. That's all yeah. I got. We were watching I mean, last night. Antonio and I were watching last night, and um, I was like, oh, I just hate these freaking announcers um, and she's like why and i said everything i just said now yeah. she's like well why don't you tell me what you like about them and i said nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> not a thing not one thing oh man. nope it's so funny Antony. am i i'm not wrong i have had this conversation with multiple people yeah. who have played hockey as well and and think it's not good and i think i mean Maybe it's just because you and I talk often and maybe you bring, I mean, I'm not in the producing or hosting or any kind of that kind of industry where you are. So mm -hmm. you pick up on these certain things and it's awesome to see you. I'm learning something every <laughs> week because of you, but I feel like I notice it more now. And I don't know if it's because of you or because of like, it's that bad. I'm just like, what is happening? Right. Um, but I think like you influenced me a little bit on thinking that it's pretty bad. Sorry. It's, it's fun. It's, bad. it's, it's, yeah, there's times around it's like, what is happening? But, um, I haven't like, really noticed it like before, like this year, like a couple games, you're just like, or certain broadcasts. Like I hate watching the ducks broadcaster because mm -hmm. he's kind of like the same. Yeah. So Sorry, all you, you Ducks fans. I know I hate on you often, but I don't hate you guys. I just hate right. certain aspects of your team. <laughs> but um, yeah, so yeah. it. But I, I feel like this season, particularly, has been pretty bad. <laughs> and you know why? It's extra noticeable too, and it has been thus far in the finals like all the way through all of the rounds of, of the playoffs is because they were ping-ponging between TNT and yeah. ESPN and yeah. when you listen to TNT not I'm not even talking about Biz and Liam and, and the intermission thing I'm, I'm talking about the play-by-play -play, the color and the between yeah. the the benches guys the way they talk about the game is so incredibly different. They're not reading stats. They don't read hardly any stats unless it's like goalie saves against the team or like what relevant to the actual game that's being played in our present moment in front of our eyes. And they talk about what the teams need to do both ways, depending on who has the lead to try to get that. And then somebody else takes the responsibility of talking about how to defend that and what they're doing right and, and what they can do. Because as a fan, you wanna hear that. Like, what does my team need to do to win this game or defend against the other team? Like, that's what you wanna hear. I don't give a shit about 
what the fuck the Tampa Bay Lightning did in 1999 in that, I, I don't care. That is completely irrelevant to what is happening because guess what? None of those players are playing on the ice today. And it's like, I, I, if I wanted to read the history book about the Tampa Bay Lightning, I would go do that. But I'm watching them in the Eastern Conference final right now. Oy, it just like, it's very, very noticeable. Yeah. All of you who listen to us, listen to what they're saying during the finals and we need, I just think I need to maybe like start a petition, call Gare. I mean, I don't know, this isn't working. They need to re-strategize. I know it was their first season, but they had a, a whole season to figure this out. And I, if they haven't heard this feedback, I would be shocked. We can move on. I'm done, I'm sorry. That went on way too long, guys. I just really gets my goat here. I do think having some like history stats on certain things can be cool though. I don't think you should completely exit off the table, but if there's some sort of thing, I mean, maybe that's just because I'm like that, especially when it comes to like certain subjects. I'm like, did you know that this person sure. also did this X, Y, and Z ago? Like certain things like sure. that would be cool, but yeah, they do. An if it's about a relevant player who's on the ice currently, yeah. or yeah. if they've broken a record or something or like, yeah. Again, it has to be relevant. I just like, I don't understand what's happening. I need to take over executive producing the ESPN broadcast for the NHL. Gary, well, I'm right we here. Got, we got a summer coming up here, so maybe we can make some moves. I'm ready. I will happily take on this role. I will walk into that boys club and, and kick their asses out and I will find the right people who should be in that spot i will listen to every single team's home team's play-by-play -play broadcast i will i will listen to submission tapes from play-by-play -play announcers who are not even in the nhl to find the right people do this so anyway let's talk about behind the bench okay i don't know here we go <laughs> This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. Oh, yeah. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. The fans. I'm talking about the fans sitting behind the coaches of the players' bench. We have seen some very distinct 
looks behind the coaches. Calgary had their Calgary women. I forget. It's like some cowboys or something at some bar where the women are busty and blonde. And they had bought the three seats behind the Calgary, or maybe it was behind Dallas's bench. Where they were behind, they were maybe behind Dallas's bench. I don't think they were behind Calgary's bench. I honestly couldn't tell you. I can't remember, but either way, you know, memory that was so long ago. You know what I'm every man who's listening and woman knows what I'm talking about. The picture went viral. The girls had their hand against the glass and then the, whichever coach it was, put his hand up against the glass and it looked like they were holding hands. But either way, every time the broadcast cuts to the coach, all you can look at are the three women behind him, right? Like they're just, you know, it's very entertaining and funny to me. Then the Oilers, I think it was on the final game before when they got eliminated, there was a guy behind the bench in like a clown, spiky clown wig that was half orange and half blue. <laughs> that didn't bode well for the Oilers. Bless, busty blondes, good luck. Or yeah, good luck. The man in the orange and blue wig, bad luck. Last night, there was a woman behind the Tampa bench, but I couldn't tell if she was a Rangers fan or not. But she has had so much plastic surgery and filler put in her face. I mean, everybody do what you want. I have just got Botox in my forehead. That's why it's not moving. But it was like a lot, you know, like the really kind of, scary plastic surgery too much look you know okay. like where you're like whoa whoa is she wearing a mask like what's happening behind and like now I'm distracted and I'm I'm looking at the woman behind the bench she was behind coop however women behind the coach's bench seems to be good luck is the point I'm trying to make men in wigs behind the bench is very bad luck. I can't remember a time where I have seen this many colorful, like I said, people behind the coaches, behind the bench on television in recent memory. But I also don't know that I pay that much attention because usually it's just like a regular person and like not anything drastic that's catching your eye. And I'm interested to see how this theory plays out if it's good luck and like how much more we get of this. Like I want to see... Who is willing to spend the money, first of all, to park those people behind, like those are the super expensive seats. So like, who's paying the money to sit there and what are they wearing and what do they look like? Like you could, I would love if someone would pay me, I would wear whatever you wanted me to wear and sit behind the bench and be like absolutely hilarious looking on television. That is funny. There is, um... I think it's in Vegas. They have behind the bench. It's behind the coach. I think it's two, maybe three people, that, but it's two people. And I recognize every time because I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course. It's advertising. I mean, it's like free advertising, yeah. right? I mean, you got to spend the money, obviously, but they wear like neon, like highlighter yellow shirts. And it says like bail bonds on it. <laughs> of course, in Vegas, right? But uh, yeah, I, I, I got to pay attention to it. I haven't been really paying attention, but 
funny. Do you know what I'm talking about with the Calgary woman though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She was like, she was coming out. Yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, Um, I'll, I'll, it was ridiculous. It was really funny. I was like, what, how do they let these, I'm, I was really actually surprised that they, like, I'm surprised in Vegas they let them do that with the bail bonds. I'm, yeah. I'm really surprised because I know they do have a dress code right at the arenas where like you can't wear any shirts that have offensive language like you can't right. wear a shirt that says like fuck off on it or something you know yeah. and like they have like some things but uh I'm also like not a proponent for telling people what they can and cannot wear to an arena but I feel like they sell those wigs at Rogers that's Rogers place right yeah River. yeah i feel like they they sell those it's like the preds cowboy hat i feel like i've Got seen it. multiple people in the crowd wearing like the the big wigs uh, so maybe it's something that they sell there and, okay but I, again if it's something big though like my cowboy hat like i would feel uncomfortable wearing that knowing like people behind me are having a hard time seeing especially i don't know if you've sat behind a bench for for a game before but no, I don't like it because I can't see the, the place. You can't see crap. It's cool because I sat there one time with my sister and it was cool because you can see uh, the players, you can hear them talking, you can see how how actually like short some of those shifts are and like right. how like in sync they are. It's insane, but you can't see crap. So mm-hmm. like, for although they seem like cool seats, they're only cool maybe like dur- I wouldn't want to sit there during like an intense game I'd want to sit there where I can like pay more attention to the players not necessarily like the game at hand so whoever gets those seats I hope you are getting paid <laughs> to be sitting there because uh, right. I would not purposely choose those seats also I don't like sitting super far down because you can't see crap anyway um, me neither but uh I but like sitting cool. on the upper deck I I, I I'd like to be able to see what's happening. So. Yeah. The midsection, well, I've only, well, I only really go to Kings games. So midsection is usually where I end up sitting, but yeah. I do want to sit on the glass for at least one game. Uh, yeah. I feel like that would be really cool, but probably like on the ends. So you can on the corners. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. that is. I have sat there. I've sat on the corner at a Kings game. It's a Kings Ducks game. Yeah. It was on the corner. Like not right up against the glass, but like five or six or eight rows back, which was yeah. which was good because like you Those could good, yeah. still see enough down the end of the ice, but you just like right. can't see off that one your one side, like your peripheral right. side. So that's like the the corner it like warps your vision a little bit. But I sat on the corner up in Vancouver. I went to a Vancouver Canucks game versus the Kings uh, for my birthday one year, and we were one row from the glass. But that's where all the photographers stand. So, like, you weren't really, like, one row. You were really, like, seven rows back. But uh, that was really cool. Man. Have you seen what Dreisaitl's injuries really were? I haven't seen no. anything. No, I keep looking because I'm like, we have to discuss this because we've talked about it. But the only thing I'm seeing that's being reported is him struggling from a high ankle sprain from round one in the Kings when he collided with Mikey Anderson. So, they're keeping their... Uh, their lips sealed on that one. 
But I'm okay. curious because he looked like he was struggling on multiple situations. So, um, I mean, an ankle sprain playing hockey is like you like can't, like you sprain. can't play. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> you need like all your weight is on your foot every time you go to push off the ice. Yeah, and watching him take face-offs which he's like the face-off guy for them he took I don't remember which game I was watching I think maybe game four he took so many face-offs that like I was like how is his ankle just not like completely collapsing how is he even putting his weight on his ankle like that when you're like especially side sideways you know like when you're in that position I was like I was just like watching him going like, oh my God, that hurts so bad. And <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have a I don't know how like he did that moment in Goon where his ankle just goes. <laughs> That's oh. exactly. That's what, what was it was. The entire time watching, cause like his feet were coming out and like, they're like, yeah. I was like, don't break, don't ow. break, don't break. I know how realistic it would be for it to like, it's probably unrealistic for it to break, but um wow what a I'm, piece. I'm, I'm still looking for it uh i know i haven't seen mike, anything mike smith uh i don't even know how, where to address a mike smith did you situation s- did you see his complete and utter meltdown yeah. like the throwing of the stick he broke his stick he was like like a toddler having a a tantrum on the ice i will say it did look a little high to me i it was it was on the line and when they did like a a further back shot like if you really (laughs) you'd have to pull out a roller not gonna be pulling (laughs) out rollers in the nhl i know but i feel like it was on that like spectrum of being a high stick but at that point it's like can't. Yeah. I'm not arguing the call. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to argue the call. I just think when you're goalie, that was the kiss of death for them that game. Yeah. The first He fell apart. He, he fell apart a long time before any of that. Um but that was, like it was that series of goals that was scored against. It was yeah. like a couple, maybe one or two or three that was like back to back for him and then when he had that complete meltdown you could see it and you could feel just watching through the television the like morale of the team immediately drop the energy in the building dropped and that's so important and if if people don't see that not i'm not saying you can blame mike smith i'm just saying that as a team if you don't have that team mentality and like, and, and McDavid, I don't know, maybe he did go over there and say something or whatever. And like, maybe that happened, but like when you don't have that mentality of like, we're playing for each other and having each other's backs, it can all fall apart when you're playing a team sport, obviously, especially hockey. And, mm-hmm. and to see that happen, I was like, that's it. This game's over. Like I knew the first goal, I, I don't know if it was the first goal or the second goal scored on him, but like you could see it. It was like, 
complete meltdown, totally pulled out. And like, I've had that happen before, like when I'm live hosting or something and I get really nervous and I start getting in my head and you have to like snap out of it or else you do fuck up then. And then like you do, you can't, you can't recover. Um, so I just think it really shows. And, and it, it does, again, it's not blaming Mike for the loss or any of that because you can't blame one player, but it just showed me that that team does not have that chemistry, that, um, thing that Tampa has or, or the Fs. Also too, I think going into game four, they were the Oilers were still pretty optimistic that they can come in, right? That they can, that they're in their their own barn. They mm-hmm. can come together and do it. I think they had confidence amongst each other that they could come in and do it. Um, so I think when those first couple goals came in, I think reality kind of set in that Mike Smith could have been, you know, talking about retirement and knowing that he wasn't going he was going to be making up his mind maybe he went into this this game thinking he still had another game underneath him if he were Mm -hmm. to retire and so it could have been his entire world crashing down maybe he didn't get to do everything he wanted to do as a as a pregame for his last game that nobody would have really known yet that he could have been mentally doing himself so when you go into a game, and I'm not saying this is what happened, just this is just what I believe, is they were going into this game thinking that they were going to win and they were going to be heading down in, to Colorado to play another game. And maybe every all the emotions just started coming in. I mean, when you get emotional and you start playing with emotions, that's when sometimes your best hockey comes out or your worst hockey comes out. And unfortunately, I think the worst of it came out amongst the entire team but when your team relies on a veteran like mike smith game after game i think everyone kind of felt bad for him and so when you get everything going and then you have you know this could be potentially his last game um do you really want him going out with this kind of a performance like there's so many different factors that come in i'm not saying he is retiring i don't know there's been no announcements um but when it comes to emotions I think that's kind of what got to him like what you had just said amongst you know you're in the Stanley Cup you know round three round three yeah round three Mm -hmm. uh you're playing with some of the best players in the league you're in your own barn it's loud you're playing one of the best teams that have been you know picked by so many people to win the cup you have retirement potentially on the line I mean, there, that's a lot. That's a lot to think about going into a game. And it's a game four and you're about to be swept. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. That's, that's what the Stanley Cup playoffs shows us. It shows us really. And I, and I think we really do have the two best teams this season in the Stanley Cup final. People are going to be furious that I said that, but I really do think with the the depth, the skill set, the veteran, the youth, I think like this is going to be very good hockey. It's very exciting. This final we're getting some years 
we don't, it doesn't play out that way where like the top teams in the, in the, in the conferences actually make it to the final. And I feel like this is a time that we're seeing that, um, that we haven't seen it in a while. I, I would guess like sometimes you get those squeaker teams that somehow dominate through playoffs for X number of reasons. And, um, I think we've got the two best for Could from you- this season. Could you almost see this as being kind of old school hockey versus new school hockey amongst totally. the teams where you have McKinnon and Kale McCarr. I mean, I know you have Braden Point, who's probably a little bit more new school, but I feel like he has kind of like that veteran kind of style of play where you have Kale mm-hmm. McCarr coming in where he is, I honestly do feel like he's probably one of the best players in the NHL right now. Totally. Um, but I feel like it's kind of like, how I'm looking at it, new school versus old school. And it's like, that's a complete- Oh, you're saying Tampa is old school hockey and Colorado is new school? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. That's oh. how I kind of am viewing it. I don't know if it's just because of veteran thing. I mean, you got Stan, you got some older guys on the Lightning. Yeah. Veterans, on, and I know there's some, some you know, rookies and newer guys on there too. So I'm, I'm not saying that they're all that, but- when I look at the the Avalanche, who are their main guys that kind of take the take the reins, right? Or are the front facing guys? And you're gonna have McKinnon, McKinnon Landeskog, McCarr, McCarr, and, McCarr. Yeah, McCarr and um, Ratnan, right? Yeah. So I know I'm missing a couple of them there, but you look at them and you're like, you don't really see there. I know you see McKinnon obviously up front and forth, but you don't really see those names and headlines as much as you see like Kucherov and Stamkos. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's just what I'm reading because I don't, you know, whatever. But I feel like when you look at these guys, you're like, you have the face of the NHL that you've seen over the past like five years or so, right? Mm -hmm. With, With the lightning and then you have this new wave coming in where you know that it's like faster hockey, maybe. I don't know. I I don't think I'm pronouncing this the way I'm trying to, to get it out of my head, but. I, I hear what you're saying. I think yeah. that the Avs play a little bit of a different game of hockey than the Lightning. I don't know that it's okay. new school or old school, but it's definitely different. Yeah, definitely. I think different. it's different. And... I think that the the lightning are so malleable and adaptable though that and they're able to adjust and they can figure it out. I mean, they came back from being down two and oh, like no like I said it here. I was like, they're out. I think the Rangers can do it. Like, but that was me just, you know, really um not seeing Tampa for what they are and what they have. And despite i i don't know i i do know what you're saying they are different i don't know that it's new school but i no, like I your theory yeah. and i know i know what you're saying it's a new type of hockey that the avs play will be interesting to see how it yeah. holds up against the way the lightning play there we go yeah that sounds better no it's not better it's just <laughs> I was just interpreting and then trying to, to formulate my own thoughts around what you were saying. 
We've made it to the end of the episode. Have you decided who you're picking? You have no. to pick someone. I haven't decided. Um, Breezy. I'll take I'll take the abs. Okay. And I'll just for clarification, I'm taking the lightning because I said the abs earlier, but I actually meant the lightning. Yeah, I'll take. There we go. I don't know. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> she's gonna change her mind. Let, tune in next week and hear her. Where's, who she's my, where's my for. delusional alarm going off? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey Podcast. We'll be back next week.